and welcome to the London Business Coaching Podcast, where we bring you short, actionable guides that help you and your business to grow. In episode number six, we speak to Dan Crompton about practical people management skills. Dan is a business coach and is our newest hire. He blew us away when he came to interview. Before joining us, he was the co-manager of the partnerships team at ITV, where he was responsible for more than £130 million annually. He's also coached people from companies like Facebook, ITV and HSBC. What I'm hinting at is he knows a thing or two about the arts and the science of managing people. As a manager, you will be able to do the job better than your team. That's why you're the boss. So <laughs> you, you, you've got to get, get out of the mindset of, oh, well, look, I, I can do it right. I can do it better. I can do it the best. Of course you can. Here's Margarita and Dan Crompton. What for you makes someone a great manager? I think the biggest tip for, for being a great manager, it's, it's a bit counterintuitive, is, um, is to never answer any questions. What do you mean? So, you know, as, if you've got a, a big team, you'll, you'll be getting questions all the time. People come, mm-hmm. coming to you with their problems or what shall I do in this situation? And I think the, the go-to, because, you know, because you're the manager and you, you know more than they do, uh, the go-to is just to give them the answer. What I've found, both in managers I've had and then also in managing teams myself, is that instead of jumping to the answer, which means they don't learn and they'll ask you the same question the next day and the next day and the next day, if you take a step back and almost put the question back on them, say, right, well, what can we do? What are our options here? You know, give me, give me two options, at least get mm-hmm. them to think about what the answers could be, and then you can talk it through with them. And that way they develop. I think also the, the other, in terms of actual skills that you need mm-hmm. as a manager, we've said it before, I think having a coaching style. What is exactly a coaching style? Um, it's more about you know, helping people come up with their own plan of action rather than telling them what to do. So I've used, I've used a coaching style with poor performers. So mm-hmm. instead of telling someone off, it's actually having that conversation with them about, right, what are the errors that you're making? Or mm-hmm. why do you keep making these mistakes? You know, what's happening before you make these mistakes? What are the triggers? And what can we do about that? You know, so there have been a couple of people who have been, you know, really poor performers mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, we've almost given up on them. Oh. And then I've, I've helped them to take a bit bit of ownership over their own performance. Yeah. Is a good manager uh, is a good friend? Very good question. Um, it is possible to be a friend and a good manager, but you have to strike the balance right. I think the, especially for people pleasers out there like myself, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the natural um, thing you do is to try and be really pally with people. And, and actually that, that just as a policy doesn't tend to work too well because at some point you've got to then switch out, you know, switch yeah. over to being a manager. The, the key to it is, is almost having two hats on and having okay. two roles. And, you know, you can be out in the pub with the team and chat and laugh, and whatever. But then when you're in the office or in meetings, it's you've got to be the boss. And definitely you can be both, but you shouldn't need to be. You shouldn't feel like you need to be. 
and you do need to separate the two in your own head. <laughs> uh, that's the only way. I to mean, go hopefully, around in it. their heads. Yeah, well, absolutely, that's the only way. Yes. So um, you kind of touched this before, but what strategies do you use to motivate your team? I think there are two main things that I've always done to mm -hmm. motivate the team. Um, one is that they absolutely need to feel like they've got career progression. If they don't feel like there's a next step up or a promotion anywhere on the horizon, mm -hmm. you'll lose them. You'll lose their motivation, you'll lose their concentration, and you may lose them as employees. So what I've always said to my team is when there's a promotion available, I'm not going to just give it to the person who wants it the most. I'm going to give it to the person who is already demonstrating the behaviors of the next level up. Okay. So if they are working, always thinking, planning and, and behaving as though they're already on the next level up, it means that they will get the job when it's available. Or, and I've been really honest with them, if there isn't a promotion available at the point when they're ready, then yeah. they have to go and find it somewhere else. And that's absolutely <sighs> fine. But it means, it means that you keep them for those two years, three years, behaving like they're already at the next level up. So you get the best out of them, they're developed, and probably within that time, the position will open up in, in your organization. And if it isn't, then you've got the best out of them. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it might just be time for them to move on yeah. um, if there isn't a role for them. Absolutely. So that's the first one. That's first the first one. one. They yeah. need to have a sense of direction. The second thing uh, to motivate a team is that they need to have a singular vision. There needs to be a team vision. They need to know what they're working towards. It's, it's, it's a similar thing. It just, they're not coming in every day, just doing the job, mm -hmm. you know, writing emails. They need to have something bigger that they're working towards. Okay, good. And do you have any tips on how to run a team meeting or a one-on-one -on -one meeting in the best way? Yeah, I think the, the first tip <laughs> is, is to have them. It's, I know it sounds really silly, <laughs> but so many managers uh, and business owners don't have one-to-one -one meetings with everyone on their team. So the first tip is to actually have Just to have them, one -on -one. yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised, <laughs> and even in the corporate world, you'd be surprised how how few managers have one-to-ones uh, with their with their direct reports. So I think have them and really respect that time in the diary. Okay. Um, you know, it's one thing organizing it, but then then if every week or every fortnight, however often you have them, if you're the one then cancelling it or turning up late or moving it because another meeting came in then you're teaching your team not to respect that time either. So I think... It's and maybe that they're not such a priority. They are yeah, just, absolutely. you know, I yeah, can move absolutely. you around. Exactly. It, it, it just doesn't send a good message, especially if they've saved up things that they want to talk to you about. Actually, it's really important for them yeah. to, to have that time. So tip number one is definitely have, have the meetings. <laughs> um, number two, um, for, for one-on-ones one -on or even for team meetings, I think put the onus on the team member to bring what they want to talk about put the onus on them to prepare something for that meeting mm -hmm. you know it isn't for me yes I need to, if I need to communicate things about the business or about mm -hmm. the team then I'll do that but the meeting is for them and for their priorities so they need to come prepared for it um, and I would say and the third thing I mean likewise for, for team meetings people should be prepared But team meetings, you know, if it's a, a Monday morning status meeting, you know, they can drag on. They can get really yeah. boring. And I think it's just a case of mixing it up, making sure everyone's being succinct and relevant and interesting, not just waffling yeah. on, not just reading off their to-do list. Um, but mix it up, you know, change locations. I've had team meetings out in the park or in different meeting yeah. rooms or different spaces. Um, I've even had different members of the team 
hosting the meeting each week. And they uh, might they yeah. might theme it on something. They might bring the, yeah. a quiz and prizes. You know, just something to make it a bit more exciting than everyone reeling yeah. off their to do list on a weekly basis. Going back to the tip number two, um, they they actually design um, the meeting. They have the freedom to kind of design the content of the meeting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I okay. think it, it's it's two sides. First of all, they they have to. Uh, they decide what what we're going to talk about, but also they also need to be, be prepared. So if I'm asking them about the projects they're working on, they need, need to, to know the answers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 not just them dictating; it's also them being prepared uh, for mm-hmm. the meeting. Good. Talk to us about uh, goal setting, KPIs, and accountability. Um, big topic. <laughs> I think yes. from a from a team management <laughs> point of view. Again, the advice, the you know, my advice is just is to do it. You know, make sure you're having those regular catch ups with your team, but then also, um, you know, regular performance reviews and setting objectives, setting those goals. Whether you do that once a year, it, it, people forget what what they agreed to. But if you do it two or three times a year, actually, all you're doing is planning for the next three months, four months, and mm-hmm. you know that's that's within our our mental capacity to deal with. Mm-hmm. I think something that's, oh, within the next 12 months, it, it just gets lost and people forget about it. And similarly, get get the team to come up with, or the team member to come up with their own objectives. So okay. um, I always have things in mind and directions that I want to help develop someone mm-hmm. in, but actually it's up to them. It's their career. Yeah. Um, if they're hungry for development, then then their objectives are going to be very different for someone who, who isn't and someone who's quite comfortable. I think if you're getting them to help devise their objectives, you've got to stretch them as well. So okay. their objectives might might be a bit too comfortable. So mm-hmm. you've got to make sure that it's exciting and interesting. Yeah. You know, I always just check in at the end of the meeting. Are these, you know, is this exciting? Is this yeah. good enough? Does this get you out of bed in the morning? So you, you check this with them. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Because it, it can be so easy. You know, people come into those meetings and sometimes they tell you what they think you want to hear. Sometimes they say, oh... Yes, I want a I want a promotion. You know, they say things that, that aren't necessarily true about their own their own desires for it. Yeah, I think they they tell you what they think you want to hear mm. and not necessarily what they are thinking, yeah. their point of view. And I think you've got you've got to be honest as well. I mean, I've once I've had a got a good relationship with the people I manage, I always ask them if if I get a sense that they're not telling me the truth. I say, look, well, what are your dreams beyond this? Mm-hmm. What's going to be your next job okay. outside of ITV, as it was for yeah. me at the time? Um, and then get them to work towards that. I was like, right, so what can you do in this job that's relevant to this team mm-hmm. that gets you to that next job? Oh. And that means that they're still motivated. Mm-hmm. It might be motivated towards their next job, but actually they're still motivated in the current role and they're bringing something relevant back to the team. Um, but are developing themselves and are excited even though they know this isn't their forever job mm-hmm. so I think that's um it is important if you've got that right relationship to just be really honest because um, that way you keep people longer and they're motivated the whole time they're with you rather than their motivation going yeah. down 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 uh, until absolutely. they hand in their yes. resignation oh I love this one what are your opinions on giving employees incentives for hitting their targets 
I think it's, it's a really tricky one. I think incentives definitely work. You know, financial ex- uh, it's <laughs> financial incentives definitely work. Um, but I think you've got to get the balance right. So if you have everyone on an individual bonus, for example, mm-hmm. um, then it can lead to people sabotaging each other and working mm-hmm. very on a very insular basis. Um, you know, it's, it's people kind of trying to grab the money just for yeah. themselves, and I don't think it, it it it's not what you want from a team. No, right? it doesn't support a cohesive team. Um, on the flip side, if you just have one bonus that covers a whole business, for example, then it's just, it can feel so intangible that people they're not motivated. They don't think right. I can actually change that in mm-hmm. any sense. So I think I think you actually need somewhere in between. I think you need a um, a sort of sliding scale depending on people's roles okay. where there is either a team bonus or a company-wide bonus that everyone's working towards mm-hmm. and they're really clear on what they're going to get what they're going to get what those goals are and how they can work towards it but then also having something that's much smaller whether that's individual I'm not sure I think maybe if you've got it on a small team basis mm-hmm. um, but having a bonus that they really feel like on a day-to-day basis they can they can affect mm-hmm. Are there any books or resources on management that you recommend? Books for me that really have stood out. Drive by Daniel Pink is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So that's all about motivation and where motivation comes from. And it's got some really, um, really brilliant insights on how you can motivate not only yourself, but also others and motivate your, motivate your team. Start With Why is a book by Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also done a brilliant um, and very short TED Talk uh, that you can see, uh, which is a, on exactly the same topic, Start With Why. Maybe uh, available on YouTube. Not definitely, TED, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, um, and that's all about you know, finding your why, finding the reasons behind doing something. And that ties in really well with, with motivating a team, you know, okay. rather than them, them just coming in and doing the job actually giving them a reason a reason for doing it you know a bigger bigger picture mm-hmm. um, and then there's some you know there are some older books that you know they've been around for, for decades but are brilliant nonetheless one minute manager um, yeah. has been around for Definitely. ages and it's a really quick read and it's uh, it's all you know as the title suggests suggests it is about having those difficult conversations no one likes difficult conversations so it's just about having them having them succinctly and, and moving on mm-hmm. um and then also seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey so yeah. you know it's been a bestseller for years, years and years and years um but again just a, a brilliant resource on personality you know the, the type of person you need to be to get the best out of your team are there similarities between being a team leader and a coach definitely I think you know you've got a measure of the type of manager that I am and it's not about storming ahead and doing it and and doing the job and and getting it done um it's about I think your single focus as a manager has to be on the team getting your team to do the job well mm-hmm. and and you know the same is the same is true with with us as a business coach yeah we've got heaps and heaps and heaps of tools and information mm-hmm. and knowledge that we impart to our clients but it's about us giving them the tools to do it you know it's, okay. it's their business they've got to, they're the ones who've got to make it actually happen mm-hmm. um and that's exactly the same as a as a manager and i think in almost any industry as a manager you will be able to do the job better than your team that's why you're the boss so <laughs> 
you've got to get get out of the mindset of oh well look I I can do it right I can do it better I can do it the best of course you can it's that, but it's not about you it's not about you it's about mm. I'm not going to do the task anymore my job my only job is getting the team to be confident and empowered and to do it as well as I want them to do it. Good. So now the final question. Tell us why you decided to train as a coach and join the team at London Business Coaching. Oh, well, why wouldn't I? Um, <laughs> I came across coaching a few years ago, uh, maybe three, four, four years ago, um, through training through you know corporate management training mm -hmm. and it was just one element of the management training that we did um and just from that those few training sessions that we did I, I saw that it's really simple you know it's not necessarily easy but it's it's a very simple process and the effects are crazy the effect yeah. you know for for, for a, such a simple process the the outcomes are insane and i just saw that instantly from um the coaching that i had done mm -hmm. And then since then, I did, I did some formal coaching training mm -hmm. um, and I've been able to coach people from, from ITV, lots of people <laughs> sort of privately, you know, people from Facebook and HSBC and, and other people trying to figure out where their careers are going. Uh -huh. And I was just able to see the, the huge changes these people made in their lives. And it wasn't anything that I had done. It was just that I'd been able to facilitate yeah. their own thought processes and their motivation and them them getting it done mm -hmm. and I absolutely love that so you know why wouldn't I want to do that full time and, okay. and see people change and then obviously London business coaching has such a great uh, such a great reputation um, you know Parag's made a very very good name for himself and for and for the whole team both in the UK and internationally mm -hmm. that it was a no-brainer okay cool then thank you very much thank you very much If you've enjoyed this podcast and you want us to make some more, then do let us know. Uh, write us a review on iTunes or leave a comment on the London Business Coaching Facebook page. Thanks for listening and join us again next time.